0: Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it.
1: We're coming out of this amazing season of learning about God's abundance into this season of shaking. And I want to talk just a little bit about... um, the things that he's shaking I made actually a little femoral slide for you. That's not the ducky slide. Um, God does shaking periodically. Why, why would he do that? What's on his mind? How many are scared of the shaking? Anybody? Y'all wouldn't raise your hands. I know. I, I know. So y'all are so, but it's because we're, can I kind of use this word ignorant. Yes. We're uneducated yes. right. about God's nature. Because the more I know about his nature, you know, if I said to you, describe a dog, then y'all would describe the first thing that came to your mind. But if I said, describe Scout, that's my dog, yes. my language is different when it's not personal when it's arbitrary and so think about it that the way that i interact with god is how i describe him and if i don't have a personal relationship with him then i describe him with words that someone else from their personal relationship made you can't call him papa Unless you've seen the shack. No, just kidding. You can't call him (laughs) Papa unless you know him as a loving, doting father who... I'm not describing something I read in the Bible. I'm describing an experience that I'm having. It's ongoing. You know... And so the two systems, you know, there's three to me. There's basically three systems at work in the earth. Obviously, there's a the kingdom of God, and I came out of the religious spirit, and it's performance based. You know, um, Abe just sent me a dream that he had last night, and his dream was about how we want to be in performance. We, in fact, we twist. What y- y'all that want to be in performance will twist what I say to where the outcome of it is where you're going to get to perform, say on stage or whatever. So when God comes in, He wants to He wants to untwist your version of God. God is not about your performance. If, if you're if you pray hoping to get God's love, you're in performance. If you come to church hoping that No one will be mad at you. You're in performance. If you give, hoping that you're not going to be in financial ruin, you're in performance. Every place I'm in performance has to be shaken because it's not a place that he's intimate. It's not a place he can get up against me, with me, because some system, some legalistic um, fixed mindset, I'm going to talk a little bit about that tonight, and so that's one of the systems that he's shaking and only you know the truth about why you do what you do. Yeah. When we're in fear, we may have the right words, but our hearts, that's what he said to the Pharisees that your whitewashed walls, your' Your heart is far from intimacy with him, me, even though you know every right word. You know, The Chosen did such a good job with Nicodemus. He was so entrapped in the religious spirit that he couldn't see around it to see what was standing. But yet there was something in his heart that said, I know what I have isn't good. Maybe the religious spirit kept you out of rebellion. I don't know. But it still has to be rid out of your life if you're gonna walk into an intimate relationship with God. And God is not anything about performance. And the second one that I think he's shaking right now, obviously, is just this political system, which is the logic ba- based humanism spirit. It's where it's it's the one that's on TV just to help you. It's the one that that all media The whole woke culture, as they describe it, that's they're all into this spirit, and it's all about trying to have a pseudo freedom. And how how many we know well enough that you aren't going to be free. God, that's why it's a mockery, because Jesus said, "I came that you might have life and have it abundantly." And it's for freedom. I set you free, but it's a mockery of freedom. Yeah. It says I should get to do anything I want and call that freedom. Right. but that's that's not that's impossible. Yeah. And you know, every generation has its struggles right now, this the generation, especially the kids that are under 20, they're, they have been introduced to that you can just be anything you want, but yet it, it, the enemy will lead them to suicide yeah. because you can't be anything you want. That's a lie. That's right. And that's not what God said. Yep. Yeah. And so when we stand up for truth, you know, I've had opportunity this week for like four or five different people. Some people don't even go here. We've been counseling some other people and just to say truth to them. And their reaction to truth is is interesting. It's based on what they want to hold on to. Yeah. Right. I've heard comments like, well, this is just the way I am. I'm like, I'm aware of the way that you are, and you've gotten the things that are like you. You've set up a whole system around your house and family. I've, re- I've talked to other people who are like, well, family's everything. I'm like, yeah, well, that's going to get you in a hitch, especially when they're telling you not to do your God call and do your family call. There's all kinds. See, none of that, all of that's a system based in humanism on whoever, whatever they decided was the most important thing. They didn't consult God. They don't know anything about what God would do in that situation. Usually they're completely boundaryless and it's, it's rampant. And so you walk into a store, it's on display. You look at a billboard, it's up there. You work with people that believe it. You probably have family members that believe it, but God is shaking that right now. So what happens when he shakes it is the stuff they set up doesn't work out. It begins to falter. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. Yes. That's what brings us to repentance. Right? Yes. And the other thing in that humanistic spirit is so entrenched and people-pleasing. But what's crazy about it is that if, even if I took a poll in here, everybody would have a different opinion about what we would do, when we would do it, how we would do it. That's just, the, that's human nature. And so I wanted to talk tonight um, and give you what he told me today was was a roadmap to a God vision. I've carried a God vision for a long time in my life. And, um, you know, on Sunday... You know, I like for the word of the year to be the most important thing. You know, we do do it a little bit different. We'll have service at 1030, not 11, um, and we'll have just a little bit of preliminary worship. You don't have to come to that. You can just come to 1030 at 1030 and hear the word, but it's long. I think we're at 40 pages or so right now. Um, I'm not saying we'll just have to see how much time we need, but that's what we're here to do. We're just here and you don't have to stay the whole time. Like I always say, if you get tired and you need to go home, we'll have some breaks here and there, but I, we, it's a burden To carry it for a long time you know but he told me today that the reason why he was going to release it on the 21st was because two is multiplication one is the godhead and it was going to release a multiplication of the godhead into our lives and so i wanted us to prepare our hearts in the next few weeks and one i mean next few weeks few days how many would stand up and just say you'd fast with me until um just until saturday and so papa just release us Papa, to just honor your words because you're just so worthy of honor tonight. And I just pray again over Cece and over uh, Tessa and Aubrey as they're helping us with different things that you would just give us your peace. And Papa, we just carry such a weightiness to want to be your spokespersons. And so we just rally our hearts to fast and pray over the next couple of days for what you want to release on Sunday. And we just come Sunday with an expectant heart for it to just blow our minds and be super fun. Yeah. Yes. Okay, you sit down. So spread the word that we will do a little probably 45 minutes of worship and then um, we'll start the word of the year at 1030. But tonight, you want a God vision over your life. It's the only thing that will sustain you because um, in this life uh, there's going to be some disappointments and some hurts and trials, not because God's a mean God or because God is absent or because God doesn't care, but because he believes more of what he can do through you than he is scared of what the enemy can do to you. Do you hear me tonight? Yes. This God that you're serving is equipping you to do something powerful through you yeah. as opposed to you just wondering if he's just going to fix everything that's hard. You know, humanity has to learn that pain isn't bad. Yeah. It's just not. And so I... I am studying on one of the scriptures that probably will end up being something I talk about this year. I don't know just yet, but I was reading this interesting commentary. I'm not even going to read you the scripture, but I have a little slide about the commentary. It was 1 Corinthians 15 47. Listen to this commentary from Brian. It says, In God's eyes, there are only two men, Adam and Christ. Every human being is a copy of one or the other. I love that line. Wow. To be in Adam, is to be lost and merely human. Wow. But to be in Christ is to be wrapped into the anointed one as one who carries the life of Christ within. Yeah. Can you just embrace that for a minute? That's really what you chose when you chose to step into the kingdom. Yeah. You didn't just get saved from the hot place. Right. You are wrapped in the anointed one, the life of Jesus is within you. It is trying to come out and display him, not you. That's why performance doesn't work. That's why humanistic, logical thinking will keep you from the metaphoric language of the Spirit. The language of the Spirit is life to the way that He designed you. And to say, I can't can't interpret dreams. You're saying, I can't do something God put Himself in you to do. I would just say, stop saying the stuff you don't know how to do yet. Just say, I'm a kindergartner. Just use that language instead. I'm a spiritual kindergartner who hasn't learned the language of the Spirit as opposed to acting like God just kept you out of the line. Yep, you're the one. You're the one and only that can't. Right. See, when we change our language about what's possible according to what he said he would do, what can Jesus do? Impossible. Impossible things. Do you have anything impossible right now? Can you think of anything impossible? It is far. You can't. Your mind, you're a Pharisee. You can't quite get around the corner to see if Jesus is over there or not. All you can see is the circumstance. It's bigger than Jesus. He came to make that impossible thing bow through your life, through you through what you pray, yeah. through what you declare, through what you stand and wait for. Yeah. You know, I was listening to Bill the other day, and he was talking about this. He said, prosperity from God is for a purpose. Yeah. And the next thing he said was, blessing and increase are the result of correct priorities. Yeah. And the next thing he said, which was so good, is whenever prosperity and increase is the result of pursuing him, then it is blessed and has no sorrow. That's what he said. Yeah. But when prosperity and increase is the result of pursuing prosperity and increase, it'll cost you. Wow. What is that? That's a priority. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. See, if I know him, then I know he's in abundant, yeah. all abundant, everything abundant. Like everything about God is excess. You know, whenever we were Poe, Pam and I, we went for a five year period of time where we I was really thin then, and we didn't have anything to eat. We were very poor. And I remember the day that I realized my Poe ness was meanness, yeah, that's good. it wasn't Godness. I broke out of Poe into abundance. And I remember I would stand, sorry, I would stand at this, we had cabinets and cabinets and there was not one, I'm not lying, there was not one thing, not one canned good. There were those banana sprinkles, I forget about those, that somebody from church gave us, some banana sprinkles. Anyway, there was nothing in the cupboard and I would stand and I would say, one day, so if you come to my house, And you see, we got 12 kinds of cookies. That's because I stood in front of the cabinet, the one that didn't have anything in it. So go stand in front of the thing that doesn't have nothing in it. Go stand over there in front of it and tell it what to do. I told them, y'all get all full up invite and bring people over. Everybody that comes, Tessa comes over. I said, eat anything in the house you want. She can't. She's like, I can't. What? Well, yeah, we got this kind of snack. We got that kind of snack. We got that. You got chocolate over here. You got chocolate over here. You got all this. Right? Yeah. Because why? I stood in front of the nothing when it was nothing. Yeah. But I saw the something. Because him. Because of him. Yeah. Now, I don't even think anymore about what it felt like to be Poe. Right. I don't even think about well, I was so mad at those people at church who gave me bananas and sprinkles that I was like, I want some meat. And I was like, Can you see how we are? We're starving. I didn't I don't think about that anymore. I don't think about that anymore. Cause see that was him. See, he wanted us to carry a God vision. A God vision requires me to see the nothing and have the faith and the ability to declare the something out of the nothing. See, we're all waiting for the something to be created and then I just step into it. Your ability to see something in the nothing is part of carrying the God vision. There's a road. You're not going to avoid this road. My shoe's untied. Come tie my shoe, Lynn, because I'm going to step on it. And so when he was saying this about, thank you so much. You're just perfect height for it anyway. (laughs) Whenever he was saying that when he gives the increase, he doesn't add extra weight is what that word, that sorrow is weight. Thank you. Oh, I almost did a dipsy-doo. He, he, he blesses us because it's part of my alignment of correct priorities. Yeah. So see, then I don't align out of a discipline or out of, well, I just, oh my gosh, I just, you know, somebody's going to be mad at me if I don't show up at church. No, I align because it puts me in the right place at the right yeah. time for the right thing for an abundant God to say, yeah. here am I. Here am I. Yeah. But see, when I'm saying, like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm gonna have the house payment. Oh my gosh, I don't know what's gonna happen. Oh my gosh, I don't know, then what am I focused on? On the all the oh my goshes. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. So God's vision always comes with provision. Always. God's vision always comes with provision. That's how you know. If you're making your own provision, I guarantee you, you're not in God's vision. And the crazy thing about humanity is we can do that. It's crazy. I mean, there are billionaires that don't even know God because we have the ability make wealth but we don't have the ability to make wealth and not add the sorrow just for a minute if you dove into the heart of a billionaire that made his own wealth what do you think you're going to see in there i mean we're we see it all over the place they can't even they just they just buy dirt or something because they can't think of anything to spend it on what would you do with your million dollars Would you buy a bunch of cars, or would you carry the God vision? My. See, when I when I yield, and and you don't even know what He's going to use to train you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The very things you're going through right now, He's training you. Yeah. yeah. Quit trying to get out of them. Yeah. Quit speaking over them as if they're a hardship on you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I never dreamed I would live with eight people and 1,200 dogs. Yeah. Well, I did dream that, sorry. <laughs> you know, I want to be, a, well, never mind. Don't go there. No? Mm-mm. I. It wasn't part of what I dreamed of, but I, I knew I would never be alone. I've never had a fear ever that I'd be alone. Even when I got divorced, I didn't fear I'd be alone. Why? Because I knew that what he called me to do had to do with people. Listen to me. What he's called you to do has to do with people. Listen, you can't. What he's called you to do has to do with people. So come out of hiding, come out of being a recluse, come out of being afraid because what God has called you to do, let me help you tonight, is be with people. Yeah. Not be at home on your phone, but be with people. Yeah. Not be sucked into the internet, but be with people. Yeah. Not be a YouTuber, but be with people. Yeah. Not be on TikTok and all the social media, but be with people. Because yeah. your callings about people. Because what's he about? People. God so loved you. You got saved because somebody knew their calling was about people. Yeah. And didn't step over you while you were down in the pit. That pit. they did this. Because they said, my calling is about you. And you, they figured out the God vision was people. So you want to be blessed, give. You want to have more than enough, give. You know, when we were standing in front of the cupboards and we would po, and there wasn't nothing in them, I would dig through old luggage and old purses and old I would just every Sunday we would go to church. I'd find something, just a stray dime. I remember times that I had a dime to give. I would just give everything I had. We had we didn't have a bank account then. Because why? God's about people. I was still investing, knowing that the calling on my life even though it felt like it was in delay. God provides. And see, when I finally stepped into letting him provide, there's no sorrow. I don't have to fear going under because I am about people. I'm about the thing he's called me to do. And see, I had to learn the difference. That's why I had to learn what's rescuing, what's not. What's tough love? I delivered some tough love last night. Mm, 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 mm. It is so much love. Mm. Why? Because I'm about people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're making a rear of yourself, I'll probably tell you yeah. because I'm about people. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We've all done it. Yeah. Yes. So I have three things, main things about this roadmap and I talked to Ari a little bit about this first one, which is shake off old systems. Now listen, you've all come from a system. Can you identify it? Who, can, who knows they came from the humanistic, logical, political, whatever system? Well, great. You're like Cece. I didn't come from that system. So her words are a scapel. They come in and they whack around on that humanistic logic God's at a distant. I've got to make my own way. I've got to make sure I'm positioning myself right. I've got to tell everybody how great I am. i got to do all these things. And he's coming in with a word to what? Cut you loose from that system. Yeah. How many know they came from the religious system? So here I am. I'm whacking like it's a weed whacker, man. The only thing that happens with the religious spirit is that you got to whack it dead. It cannot live and it cannot poke its head up because it will whitewash truth quicker than nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that breaks it, the things that breaks that religious system is the renewed mind. So that's why I have to present what my mind thinks over and over yeah. and over until I hear a new truth, I hear a new truth, I hear a new truth a hundred times, a thousand times, 1,500, I don't know, a million times until finally it breaks yeah. Yeah. off my mind. Yeah. And I can see how many have had that happen where I've just thought this one way for so long and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, that was, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What was What was it? They thought they were right. I mean, I love people with a religious spirit. They're so offended if someone uses foul language. So offended. So offended because I would never, ever. We have all these rules like that, We this hierarchy, but yet in our heart, judgment. There's always judgment in the religious spirit. Always judgment. Because why? They're not about people. They're about a system. They got their white paint out and they're just painting everything. It's all good because they never present what's really on their heart. They never bring it. They never bring it. They hide it. They hide it. They never bring it. They make excuses. They're too busy. They blame it on everybody else. You're too busy. Oh, you don't have time for that. Oh, I don't know. Oh, oh, and then they turn to, oh, you're so harsh. Everybody with a religious spirit thinks I'm harsh. Listen, I came from it. I can tell when you got it. I can smell you a mile away. And the only thing that breaks it is being straight. Because you won't present it. You've you've taken it. You've packaged it up. Went down to Target. Got this really pretty paper. You fold it around. You get you a bow. You get a friend to get a bow. You know, you go to a bow making class just so you can. By the time that I see it, it's all decorated up. It's in a costume. See, so you got to know somebody that's been delivered from the religious spirit. The Jesus in you isn't religious. He hates it. It's against his nature. And so to shake those off, I put on there, seek godly wisdom consistently. That's what I'm talking about right now. Consistently bringing that stinking thinking. Come on, admit it. Any thoughts that are not of God are stinky. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And guess what? You're making decisions based on what you think. That's why it's so important to realize how important the thinking center is. Mm-hmm. Everything you do comes from what you think. Yeah. So if you're not presenting how you think. I love Haley and Keisha. I'm going to pick on them a little bit. They will send me something and it'll, it'll be the, in that beautiful package I'm talking about. And they've tried. I can tell they've tried. They've tried to look at it. They've gone, come, come here. What do you see? And they look at it together, I can tell. And then they, and they okay, let's look at it over here. Let's turn the light on over here. And then by, by the time I get to it, I'm like, oh, it's still in that package. You just kind of, you did that. And so what do I do? I begin to dismantle it. How do you feel about this, Bo? Where did you get this? Where did you get this mindset? Where did you get this thought process? Is this because what am I teaching them to do? I'm teaching them to own why they love. That's really it. I've got to love, and I got to know why I'm loving. See, if I love you, hoping you'll appreciate my gift, then it was for me. See, if I know you, see, I know bro, so I know what to buy him. He's my, I would, I would take him and dress him up like Ken the Barbie doll. I would. I just can't lie. But I know him. I know what size he wears. I know what size Charlie wears. I know what size Phil wears. I know what size Jared wears. I know what size Benton wears. I know what size Army wears. Why? I own Then I need a man to dress up. I just need that. I own because why? It tells them. I have a note page of all their sizes, and some of them are changing, so i got to keep channeling. What's happening with that? But I'm just kidding. Why? Because I'm owning a mind shift. See, whenever I live from this abundant place, then I easily want to shake off any system. I mean, I have it all the time. I have it all the time, an opportunity to think judgmental thoughts. Because yeah. people do weird stuff all the time. Yeah. I mean, Listen, people aren't stopping doing weird stuff. Yeah. The first thing I do when I hear somebody doing something, I say, God, what were you thinking right there? What were you, God, thinking right there? Wow. And He'll tell me what was going on. I mean, you can ask Jared and Clundra. I could tell what they had going on. It was a simple fix, but they they couldn't fix it. Why? Because our maturity of our renewed mind is what solves problems. Yeah, That's good. you're a chief problem solver. You can't solve it with stinking thinking. Yes. Yes. So when a problem comes and I have a lot of chaos in there because I haven't sought godly wisdom, yes. then I'm still managing my decisions yes. from what I think. Right. The next one is I've got to create godly connections consistently. This is just accountability. This is accountability. trust me. I've been mentoring, counseling, whatever. I mean the first little girl I counseled with, I was 11. She was like nine. Her father had abused her. That was a lot of information for an 11 year-old. But I remember distinctly at 11 thinking, this must be something God wants me to do." I remember thinking that 11. I knew it without doubt, without of doubt when I was 15. I was like, I know lots of people are going to tell me their story. By the time I was 25, I don't think there's a story I hadn't heard because humanity just does the same thing to each other. There's nothing unusual about your story. I I know you probably want it to be, but there's just not. And so this accountability is never for the person you're accountable to, ever. (laughs) There is no person who's sitting around going, come on, dump, dump. (laughs) Dump it. Come on, pull your truck bag and unload on me. That's not what's happening. But I'm about people. So when I see a little sad 14-year-old in the room, I have to say, why so downcast? I have to find a solution to the problem because I love people. It may not be the solution for the end of time, but it's the stepping stone out of why so downcast. Because why? Because I love people. And see, just think if the entire tribe leaned in and loved people like Jesus. We wouldn't have a problem with accountability because everybody would be like, I love people. Is this how you would be thinking? Hey, I love people. Is this how you'd be thinking? Hey, I love people. Is this what you would say to them? Hey, I love people. Is this what you would do for them? Hey, I love people. Is this what would be happening tomorrow? That's what we'd be saying. We'd be like, oh, I just don't have time for that. Everybody just wants to know my business. I got to keep my pretty package (laughs) all intact. Trust me. That's not even what's happening. And so I create these things consistently on purpose. Because I don't want to be whitewashing my wall and not even know it. The religious spirit is so cunning, we can be in it and not know it. That's why David said, search me, search me, search me, search me, search me, search me, search me. me." He didn't say, God, when's the day I can search myself? He never thought that. I never think I'm going to be so good I can search myself. That's why I invite friends over. Come over. Let's search Teresa's heart. Come on over. Come in. (laughs) Why? Because I want to be known. You do too. You're just scared that you're ugly, but you're not. (laughs) The next one is godly connections must rank higher than any other connection. Listen, this this will really be freedom for you. Some of y'all have a greater connection to the internet and to people that don't even live in your surroundings more than you do with people in here. Yeah. and it's going to cause you a lot of problems yeah. It is. Yeah. See, God has brought you into a family. You didn't find it yourself. Yeah. You weren't even looking. but in his mercy because he loves, because God so loved. He used whatever he needed to use to make sure you came. Yes, yeah. You know, I don't know too many people, especially people with families that came for themselves. I think Alicia said the other day, she came for a family. Everybody says that. Yeah. Everybody says, I came for Charlie. Charlie didn't come for Charlie. But what does God end up doing? I don't even think Vinton came for Vinton. What happened? Tessa didn't come for Tessa. Tessa came because she couldn't breathe. Think about why you really came. Phil didn't come for Phil. His mom made him come. He was just 17. I was the candidate. But I I can't get rid of him now. Why? Because he became, he's so loved. He just loves. He just wants to be loved. He's not been good at it for a long time. But when when Pam called him on Sunday, I have to pick on him a little bit. She said, are you part of an Acts 2 church, 4 church, whatever, no needs among them? And he said, I am. So what happened? His brain got so big because it wasn't what he wanted to do. See, he's so easily, if someone just presents to him, hey, you have to own this choice, but here's the two choices. You can stay in bed all day. It's yucky, and it's cold, and it's snowy. And it's too bad that Jackie's car is broke down. Or you can be part of a family. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, trust me, if Pam and I knew how to fix cars, we would be over there. Mm -hmm. And see, that's what he wants. He wants these connections to be like, there's no needs among us. Like, that I know you're available. We called him because we knew he could fix the car. Yeah. If Judy could fix it, I would have made her go do it. <laughs> <laughs> See, because we love, yeah. then who do they call? Mm-hmm. They call somebody that will love them. That's right. That's how, how did we need to love them that day? That's the way. Right. Yeah. We don't, do you understand? We don't get to pick. Right. We're not sitting at home going, okay, I hope somebody wants me to buy them an ice cream or I hope they're going to buy me one. That's what I want. That's how I want to love today at Andy's, free ice cream. Well, sure. Yeah, everybody would want to do that. What if you're super dog tired? What if you worked real hard? What if you got up at four in the morning and it's eight o'clock at night and I called you? You just have to know, are you able? Is your brain wanting to grow or is your bedtime wanting to grow? See, that's... That's the thing is that inconvenience is the sign of love. See, Pam and I had to learn we are never inconvenienced. And any of y'all that know us know that that is 100% true. Mm -hmm. I mean, I sent a whole team down to move Mendel out of Moore, and she couldn't even hardly, I'm going to be extreme here, okay? I'm fluffing it to make my story good. She couldn't hardly move. She was having a meltdown in the bathroom. I met her in the bathroom. These are the words I remember saying. If these aren't right, let's just tell them it is. I said, Listen, I have a whole group of people here that just want to love you. And I don't think you can do this by yourself, but we can do it for you. And I said, Because you know, she's a melon, so she wanted to go through everything, you know, right? Right? Wouldn't that, but we didn't have time for that because it was time to move. And so, see that was love. It maybe didn't even feel like that much love to her, but see, I knew that's what she needed. You see, when you can do that, you can do that. I'm not the only person on the planet that can do it. You can do it. You see, when you have godly connections, you know what the need. You're in the flow of the needs, and you're available. Tracy will do anything in the entire universe. Because she's in the flow of the need. Doesn't really matter if I say go get pizza for the homeschool people, or we go get pizza for the homeschool people. Mm-hmm. If I say go get some shirts, she went and bought all the homeschool kids' shirts. She bought it herself. He's got his one. What happens? We're just in the flow. Why do we want to make shirts? I don't know. We just wanted to make shirts. We don't care why. That's what we wanted to do is we did it. That's how it happens. It's not so much of a, I don't know, is God in that? I mean, like, does he want them to have shirts? I should have put a picture of the little kids. I'm telling you, the Chandler girls were actually smiling. I, was, I thought, y'all must have had revival yesterday So. <laughs> Number two is alignment with God's nature. I just touched on this a little bit ago about describing God. Try your best, if you journal, to describe what you know about Him. And then ask Him, can you expand that for me? You know, when I first learned to soak, I had a piece of paper. And at this time, I was involved in a couple ministries. We owned our own business. And he began to tell me that I didn't know how to be with him. I thought that was foolishness. I would go and I would sit down, and I loved to make prayer lists. I had a map of the world. You can only imagine. And I had people's names on the map of the world of all these places I would pray for. Man, that's what I did when I would pray. Man, I would get in there. And he said, I want you to be with me. And I didn't know how, so I would take my p- paper and I would just write everything that was on my mind. And sometimes I'd write for an hour. That's all I'd do is write. And then my hour would be up or whatever time I had allotted. And I would tell him, well, that we didn't do anything. He was like, yeah, you did. All those things that are on that paper are me unburdening your mind. And I'd do it again the next day. And guess what happened? There came a day where I didn't have anything on the list. And I just learned to talk to him. And he told me what to pray. He told me what was on his mind that day. Because my mind was so busy and so full. And see, that's how I learned to get out of being overwhelmed. Because see, I'm I have an opportunity to be overwhelmed a lot. You know, we have a a business and you know there, there, was a couple of weeks where we were in limbo, which means that we don't have any jobs. Yeah. But then the next day, we've got five, like fifty, sixty thousand dollar jobs that won't all start at one time. You go from, oh God, you're good, yeah. to oh my gosh, I feel overwhelmed, yeah. just in one second. Yeah. Right. But he knew that was coming the whole time do you see what I'm saying? Like all those ways that I align with his nature, what is his nature? How do you know his nature? So I said, I will align with what I know, believe and what, what I know, what I believe and what I agree with. That's what I, that's what you're aligning with right now. If I've said something here tonight and you're like, yeah, yeah. Then you're like, on oh, I think I want to make some changes. I want to change something around. I'm going to give me a pad and paper tomorrow. I'm going to start doing that thing right there she was saying. Whatever you agree with that you liked, you think about your mind because imagine doing it. But whatever you don't like that I'm saying, you've already forgot it. And see, God has a nature that I can learn. I may not be 100% on all there is to know about God, but as I develop this nature of knowing His nature and knowing that the entire plan of God is for you to be a son, a daughter. That's the entire, the whole entire plan, the whole reason for making you, loving you, Bringing a Savior, making it all free and easy, equipping you. Having a all of every talk I have up here is all about me trying to get you to know your son, you're a daughter, and he loves you individually. It's specific for you, and so that's his nature. And so, a daughter who has a beautiful father. It's in me to please him, to please him. So I, I got to discover his priorities, his principles, his standards. I have to. I have to look at the world and say, they don't get it. I don't want to be so absorbed with someone that's so absorbed with the world that they then mark me because right. they will. Whoever is most confident in their beliefs will mark you. Yeah, right. yeah. You love me because I'm super strong in what I believe. You cannot convince me otherwise. Yeah. I've tasted and I've seen. You like what I say because you know I live it. You know I mean it. You know I'm passionate about it. You know I know him. Mm-hmm. And he wants you to know him. Like me. More than me. But the, but the only way you'll know him that way is to know his nature about humanity, his nature about why he made us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't make us to strain and struggle and to have diseases and illnesses. And he didn't make us that way. Mm-hmm. He didn't make us to be afraid of eating and dying and living and dreaming and having relationships. He didn't make us that way. We pick all this stuff to be so afraid of, and then we find somebody that believes like we are afraid, and we say, see? The girls and I, we laugh at all of the latest news. They, They love the kale salad at Charleston's, which we have once a week usually. So, of course, now kale's bad. So then I send them this thing. I said, oh, no, look what's happened. Coffee's good, but kale bad. I find the worst one I can find and send it to him. Why? It's actually resilience training. See, when you don't know what you believe, you're influenced by some crazy person on social media that's displaying a made-up version of whatever you're scared of. It's out there. It's everywhere. I've lived long enough to see it repeat. So I have to know what I agree with. I have to know His nature. The next one is, God can never act outside His nature. Think about it. What kind of God would it be if He changed His nature for the the things He made? His nature is love. God does everything everything to protect love yeah. if you've come from an enabling home or a rescue home, see no. if you've come <laughs> from that you don't know what love is don't come up here and act like you know what love is, you do not you know what enabling is right. it is not the same yeah. and so he can't change his nature so guess what His nature is powerful enough to change your nature. You're either Adam or you're Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're either living under carnality and fear or you're living as the power of the resurrected Christ lives in you and you can do anything. What kinds of things? Impossible Impossible things. Mm -hmm. My last two points, number three is delay is correct godly timing. Listen, the next slide says delays become God's perfect timing. If you're going to carry a God vision, you're going to have what you would call delays. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been at the airport anybody had a connecting flight? Yeah. yeah. And your flight was delayed. Yeah. You're sitting on the plane. What do you want to do?
0: <laughs>
1: what do you want to do? You're on the plane. Taxiing up to the gate, can't get off. What do you want to do? You want to get off the plane. Mm -hmm. That's the God vision. Stay on the plane. Whether you think you have a connecting flight or not. God holds time in his hands. You do not. My next slide, my last slide is this. Delay is the strengthening agent to carry a vision long term. Listen, I have learned more in the delay. I tell this story a lot because you get to see it. But I've set in thousands of worship services. Longing for what they do up here. Hearing it before anybody else was doing it. Had... People call us to come to their church. I had a guy that called us from Colorado and said, please come to our church and teach our people to worship. They had, they created, they had a little mini sanctuary. I don't know if you've been there. They had a little mini sanctuary. So they gave us a whole hour. But guess what? No one came. Why? Because they weren't doing it in the main service. The pastor wanted to do it, but he didn't think he could convince the congregation to do it. So he said, just do it over here on the side. It failed for what reason? Because we weren't worshipers? I don't know. Am I a worshiper? No, it failed because the leadership didn't have agreement. Because he didn't want to ruin what? He didn't want to lose the whole audience. Guess what happened? The entire church, I don't know if you know this, it completely fell apart. Everything that was in place there that made it six and seven, ten thousand people, none of that's in place anymore. Zero. Lynn went there. She knows. What happened? They knew this move of God was coming. The pastor knew it. Call asked us to move from another state. He knew it. But the delay got him. He didn't give us enough time to turn enough hearts. You know, interesting thing about when you won't stay in a delay, he he was a coward. So whenever it came time that he didn't want to do it anymore, he didn't even tell us. He did it in a backhanded way because he was a coward because he knew in his heart he was removing the one thing that God had told him to do. He sat across from us and said, God told me to create worship like he knew the only thing he knew then, this guy. But we knew how to do it. We knew that's what we were called to do. But see, that's what happens is in that period of delay, you will get off the plane you won't you won't make your connecting flight anyway. Yeah, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? That that delay, right now some of y'all are in a delay. You thought, I heard I heard it last night. When are we gonna get this show on the road? Heard that line last night. <laughs> I said, Well, what is the show? You're in it. Yeah. You're in the show. This is what you need right here. This is what you need to be strengthened in. This is what you need to be able to hold the vision. See, I know the weight of holding a vision a long time. And trust me, trust me, the the fruit of waiting. Like I can't express to Shooty and Aaron and CeCe I cannot, I don't have the words to tell them that they are the bloom of what I waited to see my whole life. That I can't, I don't even have the words. Like, I, it takes everything I am because I could just lay out on the floor every time they start singing. There's just a unison of their voices that cannot be described. People have come here and sat in this room and said, I don't know what it is, but I am having these encounters just through the music when they didn't even want to come because they didn't even like how we worshipped. I'm like, you don't even know what's happening. <laughs> that unrenewed mind doesn't even know what's happening. <laughs> right. But see, that that long-term vision, man, it's, it was a marinating, it was a marinating So then when I'm in the room and I'm hearing it, I can say, oh, we need to adjust that. We're here at the encounter room. That encounter room was the unbelievable. I've just been listening to it over and over. But in, while we're in the room, I'm like, okay, I can hear it. We need to do this a little bit. Bro needs a little more of this. She needs a little more of that. What's happening? I'm trying to align them with what I'm hearing in the spirit. I can't do it by myself. And that's what he's called you to do. He's called you to have a God-sized vision. And there's tension in waiting to see if anybody else will agree. To see if anybody would give up houses and cars and moms and brothers and sisters and lands and houses to come and serve his people in a little bitty thing. That he's pouring his spirit on. See, I'd rather have one taste of his presence than go to a church with 10,000 people, which I've done. I've been in huge churches where there is no presence. There is no time for presence. And trust me, what it does on the inside of me is worth anything. You know, I was about to go to my sozo on Saturday. Do you? Um, And I, you know, I know Cece. I live with her and Judy and all these other girls. And so I know them all. And I see them daily. I see the tension of holding onto the God vision. But I, I just stepped out of the sound booth and i they were doing this little thing they had never done before, like that. And I just stood back there and I heard them doing this echo thing back and forth. I heard, I was just looking at Bro and, you know, he's like so into that. Oh, I mean, he is just feeling it. I can tell he's feeling it. And he's like, it's just like he's just pushing them forward with this. Music, like it's just unbelievable. And I thought, oh my gosh, they are strangers. I didn't grow up with them. They don't know how long I've carried this, but they're literally doing the very thing that I saw in my mind's eye. And they don't even know how long it was in the waiting. This is tension for them at some level. It will be tension for you. It's not a sign right. that you've missed it. It's not a sign that it's not God. In fact, sometimes I think the most tension, I mean, this word of the year is a lot of tension for us because he's it's he's orchestrated it completely different this time. And you know, I didn't even know we were in a rut. I didn't even know we had a way. We have a way we're gonna do the word of the year. No, I didn't even know it. Wow. But see, when I step into his flow, into his nature, I want to exhibit him to you, not me to you. And so sometimes I don't know what I say. I was telling Cece today, I said, sometimes I don't know what I say. She goes, I don't know how you do it for a whole hour. She says, I'm just repeating one line, and it's kind of hard for me over and over. <laughs> but when you step into the yielding, you're just, you are going to do the same thing, Tessa. You are going to produce fruit that just comes out of you. Yes. And the way you feel about me, people are going to feel about you. Yes. You have to remember that's the Jesus. You're either Adam or Jesus. I choose Will you choose with me to be Jesus. Come on, CC.
0: wow what a beautiful message right yes. oh don't you just feel like you would go and like cling to that roadmap right now of god's vision like you would literally just cling to it like this is what i'm doing there's no doubt no question about it this is what i'm doing i'm all all in um, you know, but I, I was, as I was listening to Tisa, I, I heard this phrase that the roadmap, following the roadmap for the God vision requires active choices, not passive desires. A nice, one-liner. nice one-liner, right? Following the roadmap for the God vision requires active choices, not passive desires. And so, do you like that one? You like that? He likes that one. So right now, while we're in this room and we're listening to this message, we have, I would say, probably a, a passive desire. Our desire is all in. Our desire is like, yes, that's what I'm doing. That is what I'm doing. I'm so doing that. I had this strong desire to do this. But when we get up from here, we have to make active choices align in line with what she said and they they're not passive just because it feels good and and we have such a great desire for it doesn't mean we're just going to slip into it easy that's just not how it works because what's actually easier is to keep doing the same thing you've always done because you don't even have to think to do it right those systems and how merciful is God to come and shake them it's it's the shaking that makes you realize oh you know what? I don't even think I want to be on this road. I want to be on that other road. And so it's his mercy that that brings the shaking. And I was remembering a dream I had last night that's been puzzling me all day. And I feel like it has to do with this. And in the dream, I was a participant in, I don't even know if it was a willing participant, but I was a participant in this sort of social experiment, like this research project was going on. And it was going to be cover weeks or months and they were dictating what all the people had to do so you showered at this time you did your laundry this time you didn't go outside for this period of time it was all regimented and as i was kind of going through the motions because i didn't really care i was like yeah i already know how this is going to end like we all know what the result is going to be like we all know it was just like i just felt like it was you know common knowledge this project is going not is not going to have a good result. But I was just going along with it passively anyways. Well, there came, and that represents to me the systems that we're talking about, those society systems that we're used to. But there came a point where I was kind of just passive about it, right? Where this man came up to me and he asked, he stood right in my face and he said, you know, blah, 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 don't you? And I said, yes, I do. I know that these people, all these people he listed off, were, let's just say, they were um, selfish and narcissistic and abusive and all those kind of things. And I said, Yes, I do. I have experience enough to know. So, in other words, I knew the outcome of the research project and I already had enough history to know what this, these people were like. Okay. But I was still passive. Well, then he put his hand in my face and pressed his hand into my face so hard that it was physically painful and while he did that and like it was hard to breathe and while he did that he started speaking every hateful word I've ever heard in my life over and over and over he just started. he just every abusive you know word that tore you down put you down whatever gave you pain he started speaking all of those while pressing his hand into my face and then he stopped all of a sudden and walked away and i felt like it was sa- he was saying you already know the outcome of this research project you already know where this system leads and you already know the nature of the people that you're you're in unity with that you're you're doing life with you already know and this is where it's going to leave and he just gave me this reminder an all in one intensive reminder of what it was going to be what the outcome was going to be and all of a sudden it didn't feel like it didn't matter anymore it felt like it mattered because I was crushed and I was still standing up but I was like oh no that really got me you know before I thought it didn't matter and I couldn't be touched and it wouldn't matter to me but this really really hurt me it was really really painful and I feel like he's saying that is those systems we know the systems of man and society have been around for a long, long time. You can study history books and you can see the different versions of them, but it's the same thing repeating. And most of us in here are old enough to know where they lead. And so being passive in those systems is is going to co- come you're, it's going to lead you to a point where it's going to be crushing. And all the results that you've known about, but you weren't um, strong enough, to make active choices about those moments are going to impact you at some point. You won't escape them. You know, we, we aren't going to escape them being passive doesn't remove you from the consequences of the road you're on. You're heading in a direction. You're never just sitting still. And so I felt like, I really felt like even in worship today, the other option in conjunction with Tisa's message is that shooty saying out that he's, she's seeing a new side of his face. It's turning, it's turning, it's turning. And that is what God is doing. And he's He's shaking systems. And when your system is shaking, and it may not feel good, at that point in time, he is turning his face in a new direction so you have a new opportunity to engage with what he's doing and what he wants you to see. It's something new all the time. And then as we continue to sing, it, that moment, that moment when you're When you're shaking and he's turning his face in a new angle towards you is a moment, is an invitation to come face-to-face with him where you can bring your your face face face-to-face with this new side of him. It's an invitation to that. And that invitation is a grace-to-grace invitation. Grace being that supernatural ability to do what you would not otherwise be able to do. So there's no excuse that you can come up with why to justify staying in that old system because it's a grace to grace invitation so he's already provided what you need to do the new way he's provided it all you don't even have to have it your lack is nothing it doesn't mean anything he's already pro- provided it and that is a glory because he's calling you as we're saying to a for, to go from glory to glory that is god's call that's something that has that Tisa and the girls have constantly had to remind me of uh, on my journey is that we don't go up to the mountain and then just drop to the valley and then go back up. It's not just a roller coaster. All of those things, even though it may feel a little bit like a valley, is to ascend you to another level of glory. You're actually on a trajectory to go from glory to glory to glory. That is God's plan for your life, not to go backwards, not to stay where you were, not to continue to re-experience where someone is shoving in your face every Pain that you've ever felt and experienced. That's not God's plan. He's taken you from one moment of glory to another moment of glory, and you have every reason to have an expectation of that. You can expect your life is only going to get better from this point. You can expect that, and you can count on that if you follow the roadmap. Okay, so, so let's t- take these moments when we feel the shaking. Remember the favor and adversity happen at the same time? The shaking and the new angle of God's face happen at the same time. The new invitation happens in that same exact moment. So let's choose carefully how we respond in those moments, okay? Let's choose carefully. So Papa, I just thank you for your promises, for your provision. You have always been a God who is about people, You have always, you were first about people before we had the opportunity to realize that our call was about people. You've always been about your people. You are not a self-serving God. You are not asking us to work for you, to serve you so that you have some great benefit. But it's because of your great love for us that you lay out a roadmap for us, that you lead us and that you place the stepping stones in front of us and all throughout our life. So I thank you that it is because you so love that you brought Jesus. You sent Jesus to die on the cross for us to pay the price. The price has already been paid. We have already been resurrected. We get to live in the glory. We get to live our life from glory to glory, from glory to glory. So I just thank you today. We just say we love you, Papa. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Holy Spirit. We love the ways that you are, all of your invitations to us, the ways you speak to us. So do what you do best, Holy Spirit, and make this a personal message. I thank you that you have pre-provided, pre-provided what every single person hearing this message needs to make the right choice that will benefit them and the next moment of shaking. So I thank you, Papa. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. And we will go out and make active choices out of our desires. We will not have a passive desire. We will make active choices. We love you, Papa. We love you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com.